Welcome to his, the second episode of Behind the Bar, Without the Bar podcast here, recording live at World of Beer UCF. As always, I'm your host, Mike, and co-hosting, as always, for a second episode in a row, the already internet famous <laughs> Jeff, general manager of World of Beer. Yeah, very famous. <laughs> You have a nice haircut. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure you've been getting a lot of compliments on that. I have been, yeah. (laughs) Don't, uh, word to the wise, don't shave your head for Halloween uh, into the Ragnar Lothbrook mohawk. You got to live with it the next day. (laughs) Yeah, with no tattoos either. (laughs) So in this this second episode, I I messed up. I want to do it live. And what could have gone wrong went wrong. So I will figure that out. Hopefully in the future episodes, we will be doing something live like that. Hope uh, so. But, but but for now we're doing live here and it's gonna be uploaded hopefully tomorrow or Saturday. Depends on how when I get to it. So new formatting. I wanna get to the beer right away that we're gonna be highlighting. We may or may not have a special guest coming. We told him maybe fifteen minutes ago to to come on by. He wants to be on the show. He is still talking at the bar. Yeah, he's still at the bar drinking, so, so. he's our kind of guest. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll fill in. He'll have to miss out on what we're drinking right now. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you take yeah, me? Yeah, we just got in. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure some of you guys have already heard of the terrapin, uh, terrapin so fresh and so green. Um, we have an actual fresh hop highlight to, uh, tonight. So we got five uh, fresh hopped IPAs. Cool. So it's um, they're just a wet hop. It's, it's a little bit more pungent, a little bit more hop presence in them, but very smooth. Uh, great profile and so fresh and so green is one of the more popular ones at least regionally for us um, it's a limited release from Terrapin it comes out once a year a really really mellow pale ale so really nice beer um, and this is this one here that's the one right here okay. yeah so as we go into the smell here or Jeff goes into the taste mellow hop light almost like a pale ale yep but light. it does have that kick in the end with yeah. the, the bitterness but it's very full it's it's very full flavored for for a lighter pale ale so it's a really nice yeah. beer easy to drink and and has a lot of good flavor to it if, for if, sure if you definitely like the the, the hop and the, and the dryness of hops this is a beer for you not my kind of thing but it is light and refreshing we have a we have a guest coming over hello you're on you're on the mic you're live, live? yeah yeah are you jumping on are you gonna jump on you... amanda's nervous she doesn't know if she wants to join us how are you Amanda's blushing. Yeah. She's very nervous. Yeah, come on. Yeah, the mic's already on. Sit down. Hello. Here, give us your opinion on this beer. Guess what it is. She's smelling it. Analyzing it. Mmm, I don't know. Kind of hoppy. Kind of hoppy? It's terrapin, so fresh and so green. Fancy. Yeah, fancy. I like it. You're a little Mike shy, huh? I am Mike shy. That's okay. No one can see you yet. Not till next week. <laughs> Hopefully. Wait, are you gonna do? We were gonna live cam? stream it on YouTube, but things get, went wrong, and I'm impatient. Things went haywire. Yeah. And we were gonna do a video, but yeah. I like the setup. It's legit. I know. Thank you. Ariana yep. said the same thing. People will start joining us on Thursdays. Hopefully. Yeah, cool. we're working there, getting there. So, how do you like working at World of Beer since you're here and you're in the guest seat? We're getting interviewed. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, I'm in the hot seat right now. What was beer school like? It was really intimidating because I couldn't try anything. Yeah, we talked about it last week about beer school and how uh, 
how intense it is. So yeah. it's really scary. <laughs> what would you recommend? Give advice for someone who maybe is going into beer school or wants to apply to World of Beer. Make sure you're an alcoholic. I can take right. that. I like that. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Just make sure you're an alcoholic and you know your beer. And you'll learn it. Second question. What's your favorite food in the kitchen? Because we do have a new kitchen, by the way. Yeah. The tots. And it's delicious. Just tots. The tots. The tavern tots. Loaded with cheese. Beer, cheese, really? bacon, jalapenos, sour cream. There's nothing that you don't like. Nothing. That. No. Not the everything's pretzel, good. Everything's good. Yeah, but I like the pretzel, too. <laughs> I like both. Yeah, what they're about both the, the, best. the beer battered apple slices? I haven't had those, honestly. Wait, no, yeah, I did. I tried those. We I think those, those are the best thing on the menu. Yeah, those are good. I really That's like also those. the best. Yeah, that Amanda's oh. picks. They're all the best. <laughs> yeah, the best. just everything's good. <laughs> everything's good. Awesome. So we have now we have a party here. We do now. We got too many people. We have too many people. Oh Someone has to leave. All right, I'm out of here. See okay. you. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Bye, Amanda. Have a fun shift. This being on the microphone is really scary. Why? No one's looking at you. I was nervous, and then I got a few beers in me, and I got real (laughs) giggly and fun. Those funny beers. (laughs) You get used to it. Uh, Maybe. Maybe not. Well, thanks for being on the show. Hopefully you'll be on next time. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll prepare you next time yeah. so you don't come in blind. <laughs> she's bl- she's blushing w- so hard right now. <laughs> That's what happens when we walk by and say hi. Yeah, you're don't ever walk by and say hi to us. Or else you're on the show. <laughs> Stop being so polite. It's recording. Are you ready? Ready. Our our Hop guest has in. finally arrived from his his mingling at the bar podcast. <laughs> Here at World. Here you can try us. I'm so fresh and so green. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this the, no, this isn't the Terrapin. born yesterday. Yeah. Feel free to adjust the mic however you feel comfortable. It's on, so you're, you're, you're live. Sounds so, good. Jeff, we have a special guest. His name is also Mike. I am oh, also Mike. Mike. I am Mike, too. Uh, but well, are you Mike okay. number two? I'm Mike number one. Mike number one. I'll be Mike, <laughs> Mike number two. We actually had a Mike number two last week, too. So now we're two for two on, two our, two podca- on, on our podcast with yeah. Mike's. Okay. So, oh, look, Bill's here. Anyway, so Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm, just, I'm a student at UCF right now. Yeah. Um, on the weekends, I work down at a, a brewery called Orchid Island Brewery. What is it called? Orchid Island Brewery. Orchid Island Brewery. It's in Vero Beach, Florida. Vero Beach. Um, so, you do that on weekends? Uh, yeah, on the Friday, like Saturdays, I go down. Fridays and Saturdays. And what do you do there? I help bartend a little bit on, on Saturdays. Uh, I help brew beer, so pretty much like cool. our main brew day, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Down to like only one one day a week right now. I don't, I don't mean to interrogate you, but we didn't have any prep like pre-show, so I don't really know a lot about what you do. No, so this be a little interrogation. So, how long have you been there? Only a few months. Uh, it's only been open for one year. Okay. Uh, the guy who owns it, Alden Bing, has been brewing beer for like seven years now. Okay. Um, but he's only been open for a year. Uh, in his in his brewery, his brew house, and everything. Yeah. Um, what do they What do they specialize in? Over primarily there, primarily focus on West Coast IPAs. Okay. Um, their their premier beer is uh, is a ruby red grapefruit. Okay. Double IPA. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Star Ruby. Okay. Um, 
we like to call it the original grapefruit IPA because uh, Sculpin started doing that, I think, after he did. <laughs> uh, Sculpin trying like, to steal everybody's like, thunder. <laughs> yeah, we got better grapefruit in Vero Beer Beach anyway. You know? Oh, yeah, we're the Citrus State. Yep. How are they trying to steal Indian that from River, us out in California? River County. How are you going to grab better grapefruit than... I'm than from Indian River County. Yeah. Well, yes. no, I'm from Martin County, but pretty close. Yeah. So what is, what is the brewery called again? Orchid Island. Orchid Island. Okay. They call the Barrier Islands out there. A lot of There's a lot of stuff named, like... Orchid cool. Island out there. Yeah. Um, that's what they call a lot of the Barry Island area, yeah. uh, is or- the Orchid Island. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. I know this is very last minute, and yeah. you've been cool to join us. Just hang out here. Walk in the fire of Bon the Bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As yeah. you can see here. Does Jeff have nice hair? God. He's got <laughs> Everybody's got to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Always. It's stellar. So, uh... So would you say out there, Orchid Island, they're all hopheads out there, obviously doing the double or the West Coast style, the double IPAs. Is that what's your favorite kind of beer? Yeah, I, I tend to drink a lot of IPAs. I'm getting into sours now. Interesting. Um, I'm drinking a hybrid right which now, which is also <laughs> surprisingly like what what our head brewers has gotten into as well as is, is sours. Um, they did a, a dark size on like two or three weeks ago right that we're waiting we're waiting to pull out an russian imperial stout out of our bourbon barrels uh-huh. and we're gonna like clean those out and then throw the dark size on there for like a year jeez now, do you guys have a separate system for the sours or are you just doing that on the on the regular we system? use the rest of the equipment for it interesting because yeah. i've heard of sours ruining you know oh they're very the tannic equipment. they're supposed they're very similar to like a cider kind yeah. of with the, t- the tannic uh yeah. You know, structure of the, of the beer, it, they can rot out beer lines. I know that. Yeah. Um, most sours, if you're going to have a dedicated line, you usually do a soda line. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit thicker, higher gauge plastic. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't think if you're brewing, it'll ruin too. I mean, unless you're constantly brewing sours, to, like clean out our equipment a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you load your sour into something else that's been used, your sour is pretty much going to overtake any flavor that that you have like residual flavors yeah well i think that that'll be cool i I know there's a a thing in craft cocktails they do the barrel aged cocktails now Mm -hmm. and um there's uh there's some cool things that they do with that where they kind of age progress the barrel so basically whatever whatever drink you put into that barrel that barrel absorbs as much flavor as the drink absorbs from the barrel so if you put in like you just said your russian imperial stout into a barrel when you take that bear that out and then you put that that dark size on in, it's just it's gonna taste stouty because it's gonna absorb yeah. what was just in the barrel just yeah. as much as it's gonna impart its own flavor into the barrel. So right. then oh, the next thing too. that goes in is gonna taste like a dark saison yeah. and an imperial stout. So it's it's cool when they do that. I know they do that with the craft cocktails and they'll literally plan out the entire year of what's gonna be in that barrel and how each of it is gonna subsequently impart its flavor into the drink. Right. Right now we have like five of our own beers on on draft uh between the, the star ruby we have a spectrum which is a triple ipa uh really the jungle jungle trail which is a black ipa using white grapefruit that we, uh-huh. we got in the bureau as well. that'll be like a tart it's earthy very good. it's really good uh the citron is like a, a farmhouse ale kind of we age in uh what is it cabernet barrels turned out really well we did rocky water brew fest a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago in melbourne yeah we got a lot of, it, yeah. of good uh, a lot of good feedback. So where are you? Are you're doing a lot of barrel stuff. Where are you getting your barrels from? I heard a, a I wine barrel and a bourbon barrel. barrel. I, don't know I know there is barrels. Florida wine down south, Hollywood area. Are you getting that from a Florida winery? Or? I have no idea. No idea. Where idea? Come from now. Well, you can buy Jack Daniel's whiskey barrels from Costco. 
Can you? Yeah, for seventy-seven hundred dollars. Oh, full, of, full, of whiskey. full, yeah, full of whiskey. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I want one without <laughs> yeah. the whiskey. In it, yeah. No, you want the with the whiskey. Yeah. What am I gonna do with all that whiskey? Well, you drink it all. Yeah, drink I it drink all. a barrel of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it'd take well, me I mean, my. It take me a lifetime. Bring it here and like drink it. Party first. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just I'm thinking of how to transport Have a ladle. That, that Jameson commercial with the big hawk of. Uh, Hawk, oh, taking yeah. the barrel taking away. The barrel and going like, that's how I'll yeah. get it home. We'll get I mean, that'd be really hawk. cool. So what's this been like, Mike, working in a craft brewery? It's uh, like you, drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> I've never I, heard I that. Didn't that's know awesome. I a whole lot about brewing beer until yeah. I started hanging out and work, working in the brew house on the weekend. And uh, it's really cool just trying to, like, pick up as much knowledge as I possibly can. Yeah. Dude, is is that something you want to you wanna do post-college? It's, it's or possible. Um, based on, like, how... They really, they really got something special going on down there. Yeah. So it's definitely something I want to stay involved in as right. long as I can because I know like he's got plans uh, for the you know next few years to expand and and do like a higher production. Um, so hopefully we'll be seeing seeing our beer all over Florida soon. Hopefully, yeah. are they are they in the distribution? Best. A little bit. Okay. We work through Brown a little bit. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much like a few kegs here and there. We sell most of our beer in our town. In house, yeah. That's we cool. We got 16 taps up front, and then there's like another 10 in the back. I know where my next road trip's gonna be. It's they gotta figure it out, man. If you like IPAs. Well, I'm, I'm already. That's on my way home. Next yeah. time I'm going home. You got some good IPAs. I'm, well, gonna, I'm, gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell Mama Bear I'm it's gonna be right late. On, it's right on Beachside. Um, you go out there, and if, you know there's one road and some hotels, yeah. and then the ocean. Well, Vero Beach. That's uh, that's like Captain Hiram's, right? Is out in that out in that area, or is that? I think so. I think yeah. So that, I've been out that way. I actually just went there with you my like family down for Thanksgiving. It's just south. Last of, year, uh, I guess. So. <laughs> Sebastian, Sebastian just went out. as the last just, year. Just went right? as the last year. It's Thanksgiving this year, almost. Time time flies, man. Yeah. Well, I feel like I go. feel like the East Coast of Florida is really picking up in the terms of craft beer scene. They're not yeah. they're not up with I think South Florida, Tampa yet, but I mean, they're getting up there fast. We have a better reaction from people when we come north. When you go down south for festivals, everyone's got Funky Buddha down there. And so they're kind of like overpowered. Everyone's just kind of Funky like, Buddha really, really like controls South Florida. We really like our Funky yeah. Buddha. And so like, yeah. when we come up here, there's genuinely a lot of people that are excited to see us come up here. Yeah, like, that's in cool. Melbourne, in Melbourne. There are people getting in line. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because like Funky yeah. Buddha does own South Florida and there is some stuff down there that's that's notable, like Do oh. South and, and some One of the, my favorite, Do South, yeah. Do South is down I heard, there. I heard Florida Jay Wakefield's really there. good. I like Winwood down there. Winwood's good. Um, they do some they do some funky sour stuff. But I like their stuff. Funky Buddha is definitely South Florida's main yeah, brewery, just like Cigar City's Tampa's. Yeah, and, but I was just going to say, in Tampa, it's like Cigar City was there and it didn't scare anybody off. Because there's still yeah. some great stuff coming out of Tampa that that just said, you know what, screw it, Cigar City's here, but we're going to do our thing too. Rap, you know, three daughters, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If you like hoppy stuff, Green Bench, no further hoppier beers, but Angry Chairs, Angry good. Chair, yeah. yeah, and they just keep growing and growing. By Mad Beach, I heard it's pretty solid down, down that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Somewhere exclusively does sours. Are you talking about South Florida again? No, or no, Tampa? Uh, Tampa still. Yeah, Saint I mean, Sour, uh, Saint Somewhere in uh, Tarpon. Seven, uh, Seventh Sun is good too. Seventh Sun, yeah. I mean, you can just go go on and on about the, the breweries. Tampa, I mean, if Tampa. You live over South in the Florida West Coast, still. You're good to go. You get lucky, man. Us in Orlando here. We, we talked about it last, yeah, last week. week. What, yeah. What's your opinion of the Orlando craft market? Not a whole lot of it. Yeah, I think that should be a question we should ask every guest every, every week. Episode. What do you yeah, think of Orlando? Like, isn't all that special? No, that's what we were saying. They're very mainstream. They're very mm-hmm. distribution heavy, and they're very uh, they want to appeal to everybody because where 
where a, a tourist it's, it's town. all located. Yeah, it's oh yeah, well, there's crap breweries yeah. in Orlando. Come drink local because you're at Disney visiting, and it's not really. Not and they're like this beer. beer has to offer. No, absolutely not. Got to get out of Orlando for that. You know, and I'm I think Brew Hub has better beer than Orlando as a whole. Well, I, had I, I don't want to. I don't want to toot Brew, Brew Hub's horn too much yet. <laughs> <laughs> a couple beers in, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. So, before we get into our topic, we have a very, very special beer that Jeff has brought out for us are we to ready sample. Now? Uh, I'm ready. Oh are you gosh. ready, Mike? Number two. Are you ready? Oh, I, I didn't know I was going to include in this. What is it? Well, surprise! You're getting a free beer. <laughs> it's the uh, the new Dogfish Head Higher Math. Um, really nice, rare release Golden Ale from them. Has some. Uh, Sour cherry in it. What else is in this bad boy? So Chocolate and sour cherry. It's, so. it's the Dogfish. It's their 20th year anniversary beer, correct? Correct. That they're, they, they're making for their 20th anniversary. Are you guys doing a kind of a cool 20th anniversary thing here this we are. weekend or next weekend? Uh, that's a very good question. We definitely did rehearse that. Uh, I think it's in two weeks. Yeah. And I know we'll be, hopefully, the plan is, is meet, we have a, we'll do that for the show in two weeks. That might be our I was Thanksgiving like, I was episode. It wasn't be this week, I'm not gonna be around. No, I, hopefully I will, we can get Derek. I will make it out for on the show. Yeah, 20 year anniversary. You so, how many how many beers you got on this up? A lot. 20, 20, 20, beers. 20 beers. 20 beers. For 20 so we years. have to do a uh, a suicide of Dogfish Head. 20 beers. I can do that. Okay. In two weeks, well, we you're did, behind the bar. When we did the when <laughs> we did the 120 re, uh, the 120 yeah. uh, vertical last year at Altamont, I did uh, I chugged three. 2013 120 minutes so i'm down for a, tw- I'm, I'm down for a, a, t- a 20 jeff, beer jeff, for 20 jeff doesn't years. mess around how'd that cheat let me go i'm gonna go give one of these to darren i'll be back in a second. all right so while jeff is is yeah we're kind of tight here we were, we were set up to do video and it, it <laughs> fell through the roof so yeah this is the dogfish heads uh higher math in celebration of their 20th uh anniversary dogfish is my favorite brewery mike is it yeah it is for the longest of all time, the land. For the longest time, I was I was drinking a lot of 90-minute IPAs. 90 is good. I really like the 90-minute IPAs. I don't like IPA. IPAs, but I could do 90-minute. 60-minute, not so much all the time. The 120, a little little. It's a little sweet, syrupy. yeah. yeah. Um, but this is some good beer up there. They, oh, they definitely I, know what they're doing. Yeah, I like I like Dogfish because they do some off-the-wall stuff. And, like, to me, that's what really gets my attention is, like, the weird beer, as I call it. But the smell in this is like almost kind of vinegar. Almost smell like a hot dog. Yeah, I mean, could yeah. Like hot, like ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah, like vinegar. It's very like it smells kind of like a sour, like a light sour, like intro sour. I don't get. Maybe I get a little bit of cherries on the nose, but I don't really get. He said chocolate, right? I don't really get a whole lot of chocolate on there. Any cherry either, but it's very ketchupy. Come through, come through. Yeah, like a little like vinegar ish. I feel we'll like wait, I'm about we'll to eat to like a, a ballpark Frank. That's pretty good. At the at the game, mm-hmm. we'll wait till Jeff's walking back now. But yeah, curious to see what you think of the smell, uh, Jeff. As you as you sit down here, I just handed it to Darren, and he goes, "Wow, this smells delicious." I'm like, okay. All right. What do you what do you think on the smell? Because me and Mike have kind of went through it already. He's got <laughs> a weird, weird look on his face. <laughs> it's it's different. It, it definitely, I smell mostly chocolate, which I wasn't expecting. Okay, chocolate, and then a little bit of a little bit of cherry, but not much. I smell chocolate. Interesting, because me and Mike don't smell chocolate at all. Really, we smell ketchup and vinegar. Ketchup and vinegar. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's a Mike thing. I don't know. No, I definitely smell chocolate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
a lot of maybe it. Maybe I'm just not smelling. Maybe the right. there's maybe so I'm much chocolate. Maybe I'm not smelling the right chocolate. Yeah. I'm eating the wrong chocolate. Wow. Woo. Oh my god. Well, that is a bold beer. I taste the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like a chocolate. You get that aroma yeah. of chocolate when you drink it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's a rush. Like a dark chocolate covered cherry. That is one of the cooler beers that I've yeah. had. Yeah. It is very interesting. Good. Definitely nothing like it. Holy moly. It's boozy. Yeah, I was just looking How, at it. I literally was it? pulling it up just because I wanted to see oh what they Oh, my God. So, this might be the strongest golden ale ever recorded, but it's 17% oh. alcohol. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that beer might have more ABV than last week when we had the aged, uh, the aged beers. Yeah, I think the highest one oh that they God. had last week was 15. This is 17. Think, yeah. You know, we just Ooh. got in our Utopias. Did we? Oh, did yeah, twenty eight percent this year. That's a uh, that's fun. Th- that's when they blend in all of their that's uh, the same Adams four beers. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they blend it all together and put it in a copper c- container. Yeah, more or less, they make a malt liquor out of everything that they make, and it okay. turns into. Uh, it, it's more or less like a if you mixed a brandy and a barley wine and then added some they some moonshine some cool to stuff it. Up there. Oh my god, it's uh, rough. Oh. Rough. I like it. That's delicious. It's good, but man, it packs a punch. See, booziness is like my. That's my game that's my thing like i love a boozy beer it's very sweet it warms you up it's like taking a shot of whiskey except it tastes I mean, better this is it i mean you can you can taste 17 percent in that it's different i mean well it certainly surprised me i was not expecting a golden oh, no, to be 17 percent but that's dogfish head i mean uh, i could maybe only have a bottle of this and then it, i'm like well, um, i think yeah, i'm probably buying another bottle of this. something else yeah yeah it's 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 well, heavy. this for this will be next week's release too, guys. Yeah, this is next week. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're doing a great job selling it. Here's that box, as if you're terrified. You, you have this on tap next week. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have everything on tap for the uh, twenty beers for twenty years, with the exception of uh, worldwide stout. Will be in bottles for that event. Okay. Um, we haven't finalized the entire lineup yet, but all the yeah. big hitters will be there, and um, we're gonna have things from the Ancient Ale series. We're gonna have things from the. Uh, from the music series, everything that Dogfish Head has done that's kind of cool, rare, and different is going to be on. Yeah, okay. Um, and, I mean, if you've never been to a Dogfish Head event, I'm not. make make come. plans to uh, yeah. get a ride home because yep. they do a lot of high-gravity, high-ABV, big call beers. and uh, or, or order lots of tater tots and pretzels. And, I don't, <laughs> and also definitely don't chug 3, 13, uh, 120 minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. I, I'm probably the only idiot who thought that chugging How three. How old were they at the time? Two, well, they were two-year. Uh, One, two, and three. Three-year-old. Three-year-old. Yeah. So you're because pushing um, like what twenty percent on those? Yeah, well, we did. Uh, so it was a five-year vertical. We did 2011, 12, 13, 14, and fifteen. So we were in fifteen, fourteen, thirteen. So yeah, I guess they were like the thir- thir- three years old at the time. Um, it's an, it's insane. If you ever get the oh. opportunity to do a vertical event with any beer, but yeah. uh, we did it with one twenty minute. We figured that was like mainstream enough that everybody would want to do it, but mm-hmm. also rare enough that it's one of still the rarest, you know, rarest and coolest double ipas you can get every year um it was amazing and to see just the different flavors that get imparted each year you try one and then you have to wait a year to try the next one then you go oh man you know you make a snap judgment oh it's not as good or it was as good or it's better or it's you know you don't really know because it's been a a year since you tasted it you know you can see how age handles the beer and and i mean i'll tell you and, and the funniest thing is you get all these different craft beer people together with all these different palettes and everybody has a different opinion on what the best is, what the worst is. We were in a group of, uh, my, my tasting was like 16 people for that. And uh, three of us were all all about 2013. And we thought that 2012 was the worst one out of all of them. And then like everyone else thought 2012 was the best one. And 
So it's just it's it it's insane because every I mean obviously all of them are good. It's one twenty yeah. minute, but you're splitting hairs. But I was like, man, this thirteen might be the best beer I've ever had. Yeah. And then other people were like, oh, I think that's the worst one out of all five. And like, you know, it, it just it, sometimes it just kind of blows so your mind. Taste dependent. Yeah, yeah. everybody's palate different. What you think you like, what you think you can even taste in it. I mean, t- even just now, you know, me and you, Mike, me and yeah. you smell, you know, ketchup and vinegar. You I don't know how you smell vinegar in this. I, this I thing smell, smells. Delicious. It almost smells like a sour. I told him I was literally thinking like I was about to eat like you a, know what it might be. It might be. I'm, I'm yeah. drinking a sour, and then I, and so to me <laughs> this was so much less. Sour. I'm drinking the Sir Citra. It's a fresh. Um, it's a citra hopped sour, more or less, and it's uh, delicious. If you want to come try a Sir Citra, but um, he's right. It's it's one of the better uh, sours I've had. But when you switch to this, and this is so much bigger and bolder. Oh, it, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't get the sour notes at all in it. I still taste ketchup. I don't taste ketchup at all. I taste a little I like smell it. the residue is a little ketchupy. And even the aroma when I, you know, you can breathe in as See, you have. A I don't mouthful. taste anything vinegary, salty, tomatoey. Nothing about that is ketchup to me. I feel like I'm gonna eat a eat a hot dog right now. Yeah, That'd be I, it, no, might well well. it. it might pair well. It might pair well with a hot dog. hot dog. Get some Guinness broad sliders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, topic for this episode. Now that we've opened up this monster of a beer, uh, we're about twenty, a little over twenty-five minutes in. Um, I went to uh, Gainesville, Gainesville, Jacksonville Beach Tuesday, Mike. I was telling Jeff earlier before you came. I went to uh, Engine 15. I don't know if you've been there. Engine 15, Good Green brewery. Room, Green mm-hmm. Room, Zeta. Went to uh, Ragtime, which isn't necessarily a brewery, but they brew beer uh, on premise. And then I went to Ancient City uh, Brewery in St. Augustine on the way back. And it's fitting that you're here on the show working at a craft brewery because my topic that I want to discuss this episode is what craft breweries should and shouldn't do in terms of of customers because i had a bad experience that one of those four the latter uh, of the four the front front end uh yeah uh bartender up there bartender had a hell attitude problem i didn't really appreciate that i don't appreciate sarcasm from people i don't know okay because it comes across very uh rude absolutely sound polite yeah so she kind of rubbed me the wrong way um and then I was sold this glass here. I brought as an example. As you can see, I paid full price for it. And I go, hey, can I get one of your pint glasses? Can I collect pint glasses? And she said, oh, if you can find what's wrong with it, uh, she, what's, what's she say? Uh, it'll be it'll, worth, it'll be a, worth lot a lot of money if you find what's wrong with it. And they sold it to me. Okay. Like, have you found found what was wrong with it? Yeah, the ease. The ease, the ease, the ease messed up. Mm-hmm. So that really irritated the living crap out of me because not only did they sell an inferior product but they knowingly sold something that wasn't up to standard and crap beer like we discussed last week is about having standards like you're making quality right you're making if you're going to charge people more you can make a quality product and provide a quality experience you don't charge an an eight dollar beer it's all screwed up yeah or you know uh you know i talked to bobby from bowegans and and david last week and jeff can value like if you're gonna brew beer don't release garbage that's that doesn't look good on you. No, if it goes bad, you don't you don't put it on tap. Right. You know, you screw something up. So, you know, I kind of that's what my topic is for today because I was I would say distraught. But I was like not happy about it, and I felt I don't know. I just I I didn't like the experience, especially with someone that's working in the front of the house like that. You don't want at a brewery, especially like you. You're gonna have a lot of regulars. Yeah. 
because they're going to come back for for the product that someone else is making, and you're you're up right. in the front of the house selling that product. Yeah, not if you don't have the right attitude. You cannot run. Yeah. You cannot run customers out of there with a bad attitude. Yeah, they're and a like, customer. And another thing, like you don't know who's walking in the door either. Like, I mean, would I say I'm an internet celebrity? I mean, no, not like Jeff, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know, you don't know who's walking in. You don't know who they know. You don't know what they do. You don't know. You know. And if, if you have an attitude, if your beer is garbage, like, I'm going to, if people ask, I'm going to tell them. Yeah. And, you know, in defense to them, they did have a really good lineup. They had a, a creatively different lineup. You know, they had a Key Lime Kolsch, which I had, which was phenomenal. But it was the attitude, man. Like, the, it was in a warehouse. The tap room was legit. Everything looked nice. But she had an attitude, and they showed me a glass. I, I paid full price for a glass that they knew was, was wrong. Screwed up. So, yeah. I mean, but on the other hand, Engine 15 was solid. I had a lot of their beers. I like Engine we were getting, 15 we, a lot. We were getting, me and my buddy were getting flights. So I had their, uh, uh, oh shit, uh, the coffee vanilla pumpkin beer, I okay. believe. Um, and that had like their it's lemon shandy. Lemon shandy. Because uh, I, I have a fetish for sh- shandies. I don't know what it is. Okay. And then, you know, and like each brewery, like Green Room, I was probably my favorite overall. Uh, I had the Count Sharkula. I had a couple of other of their beers. Um, and just the vibe from, you know, Engine 15 has its own vibe. It's, it's, it smells like food. You know, Green Room had that beach vibe. If you haven't been there, very beachy. People have their dogs. They're very relaxed. Right there on the water, kind of. Uh, Zeta had their own. Like, everyone had their own. But, you know, the, the, the topic is what do you guys feel craft breweries can do, what they're doing right or what they do wrong or what they shouldn't do wrong. Another, 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 as you guys are thinking, that last brewery, the one the glass, didn't have flights. Yeah, that's a big mistake. Especially that's what the reason you go to a craft brewery a lot of times is to, to try flights. every, yeah. try everything, try something new. You know, they did without not, spending thirty five dollars. It, it blew opportunity my mind. missed. Yeah. You know, it blew my mind. I said, "Oh, can I get? A fl- oh, we don't sell flights." It's a huge like, opportunity right. missed. <laughs> so then it's like, all right, can I have samples? I only tried their vanilla porter and uh, coconut vanilla porter and their key lime. Man, I'm getting the key lime Kolsch. I was like. Why don't you have flights, man? Like, it's simple, it's easy, and you can sell basically samples of beer. Well, yeah. uh, speaking of, before I forget, speaking of the vanilla porter, because we tried that one last week, and I told you guys I would figure out where it was from. It's from Rohrbach in Rochester, New York. Rohrbach Brewing. Um, apparently, Cassie said they're one of the best. That she, when she goes home, they I, always I like go that out more to Rohrbach. It was a great vanilla porter, but now right, now we can snap back. But no, I just figured I wanted to get you <laughs> yeah. wanted to get you the information I promised you last week. So I mean, what do you guys think crapperies are doing right? You know, if you want to name an example, that's cool. And maybe some that you had a bad experience, or maybe breweries that you've went to that they should be doing that they're not doing. I mean, I yeah. think the biggest thing that I can that I can overlook is poor service. If the beer's good. No. As long as if they're making good beer. The easy part is fixing the service. You know, you can fix right. the front of the house pretty simply. Uh-huh. Uh But if you're not making good beer, you're not going to survive. Right. Not right. in this industry, you're not going to survive. Right. On the flip side, service covers bad beer. Covers bad beer a little bit. <laughs> it, it does. It, it does, man. Because, right. like, uh, I'll tell you that you know, I've come, I've come to bars, I've gone to places where the recommendations were subpar, but the people were amazing. And I always say, like nowadays. It's a service-driven market because 
because nobody's going anywhere for just what they offer on the menu anymore. Right. Now, having great beer will bring people in. Sure, that's absolute. But will you it know? keep them coming back? But right, if they get treated unfairly or wrong, are they going to go back there, or are they going to go get great beer at any other number of cool breweries that exist? I think a lot of people are making good beer, good enough beer to get to you in alive. the door. Right. Yeah. And if you have good service there, then you're going to have regular customers that aren't going to Service is easier to fix. Um so I, I do think that that is the lesser of two evils. I think, obviously, you want to build off of a good brand, especially when yeah. you're in the craft beer world where everything, like you said, is good. Right. Um, you know, even even bad craft beers are good beers. So, like, yeah. to the most part, I've had some I've had some real doozies. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, even a good craft beer, you know that they made that with, with love. You know, they made yeah. that with an, with an intent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, people say that, you, you go in and sometimes that craft that that beer started with you know i woke up in the morning and had a craving for bacon so i just went and made a bacon beer you know yeah. and it's like you sure you're not going to drink it that day but like that's that's how some of these cool beers have started Absolutely. you know um and i like that i love stories like that but i think a, a big big miss you know big miss on the small craft world is is trying to get too big for your bridges trying to be a little bit too full of yourself, thinking yeah. that you're bigger than you're not. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a big fish in a small pond. If you want to own whatever your town you're in, own it. You know, that's awesome. Someday you'll get discovered and someday you'll be big. But don't don't be cocky to the point that you're driving business away because you think your beer can stand on its own against the big dogs when yeah. you haven't even done anything to prove that yet. Um, you know, even I'll go as far as saying, like, Funky Buddha. I've never been to Funky Buddha Brewery. I'm sure their service is incredible because they're a, they're a big brewery. They have a reputation and they need incredible service. But even Funky Buddha is not above running me out the door if right. I go in there. Right. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that they would. I think they're probably a fantastic brewery, and I I have nothing but good things to say about them. But you know, that's even on that level. Like, does their beer stand on its own against every other brewery? When you're once it's it's like there's tiers and you can be at the top of your tier but then don't get too big for your bridges and think that you can now go against next tier breweries you gotta know what you're following yeah there's always another tier if you're not a a huge brewery and you're not being conducive to like anyone that's walking in the door you don't have the following to to be you know to smart off the people that walk into your brewery because you don't have enough people that are gonna write that off and just say oh well their beer's, their beer's really good. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, screw them. Well, exactly. I mean, like, we just tried a dogfish head beer that, that yes, it's limited release. Yes, it's not everywhere. Yeah. But if you if you were at a small brewery that had fantastic beer, you could go to any other craft brewery that has any kind of reputation or any kind of craft bar that has any reputation and get this dogfish head beer that we just had, yeah. right? So even though you're not in the same tier in distribution or in popularity as Dogfish Head, you're in direct competition with them, even yeah. though you're a brewery and you're selling at your point of sale in your tiny little tap room. So like you can't you can't get that cocky because no matter what, the option is on the table to go attack a seventeen percent golden ale with chocolate and, and cherry. Yeah. You know, so it's like uh, there's there's never there's never a safety net in craft beer and i think a lot of problems with some of the smaller places is they feel safe because they have their small town reputation and they have their regulars and even bad service develops regulars 
yeah. it just develops a different kind of regular, a person yeah. who likes abuse a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, you're never not going to have regulars if the beer's good. But right. are you are you building off of your regulars, or are you dead set on these guys love us? So what are we doing wrong? Well, you know? Are your regulars going to recommend you to everyone that they know, right? Knowing that your service is garbage, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the power of word of mouth. You know, it is. and and absolutely, I think everything has to be on point in order to succeed in this industry. Yeah, I think some breweries want to be the little fish in the big pond, and some breweries want to be that big fish in a small pond. And how you go about that tactic really, you know, depends on if your beer is really good. And there's or not. there's really nothing wrong with either approach. It's just owning that approach and being yeah. what it is. You know, I mean, how many breweries are small fish in the giant pond of craft beer? Yeah. So many. You know, even notable breweries are small fish. You look at Yingling, and Yingling is is you know the oldest brewery in America, and, and they're small. only they're only east of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like that's that was the big thing. I grew up in Florida, man, drinking Yingling as a kid, and I moved out to the Midwest, and you can't. Find they have it. no idea what it is. You can't, you they can't don't get even it know. anywhere out there. And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, you know, you, you buy tons of Yingling in Florida, and all all up and down it's the East Coast. And you every neighborhood get, gas station has Yingling. Yep, you cannot bottles get bottles and cans. Else. Well, I had yeah. I had a general manager of a world of beer out in Austin, Texas, come to my store in Altamont, and he was like, "Please, God, tell me you have Yingling." <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was like laughing because I'm yeah, like, like I'm like, yeah, of course yeah. we have Yingling. You know, like why wouldn't we have Yingling? It's yeah, I mean, it's like like one of the number one beers in the country, yeah. to, in my opinion. You know, like what right. I know, it's like one of the best selling beers ever. And he's like, he's like, if I go back to Texas with this point, I'll be the only one in Austin with this point. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, dude, they don't. It doesn't distribute to us. It no. doesn't distribute for, east for of the Mississippi reason, River. It, it doesn't go east. But they're they're go, they are west. dead set on what they're you know what they do, and they're like, I want to be a small fish in the big pond because I own the East Coast. So why do I care? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's like, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Bills. I'm sure the West Coast has their version of the Yingling as well. The Midwest has probably have, has theirs too. Mm-hmm. And just distribution and, and all that stuff. It's so like, is it Yingling coming out with a new beer? <laughs> That'd be I think amazing. They, I think to they me. Are. You mean cool. Guinness just came out with an IPA? I have not. Had Everybody's that. coming out with something new. Yeah, they have to. All these big companies have to do something. Budweiser has been doing it for years, trying to compete. With all these other little things that they're pulling out. And then out. they disappear after three months. Yeah, because no <laughs> one goes, I'd rather go buy a real craft beer well, than yeah, buy I mean, Budweiser's version of Bud Light Platinum. Platinum. An IPA or bad. Platinum. Yeah. I don't like that at all. You can still get what was that. the uh, Guinness Blonde? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was uh, an interesting one. That did not. They do what, a Black Crown they I, do one of. Basically just like Black take Crown, I could, I could drink Black Crown. Yeah. It was the Platinum I wasn't. This is very ricey. But I'm like, I buy Budweiser when I want to chug beer. Or Bud Select. Yeah, Bud Select. Hidden gem. Bud Select. And the Anheuser-Busch <laughs> is Bud Select. I, I like Bud Select. It works. It works. It's lower in calories if you're counting calories, which I am clearly not. But it has a full flavor. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get on Bud Select here. It's a crap beer show, Mike. What, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> which one's the champagne of beers? Uh, Miller High Life. High Life, of course. <laughs> the worst one you could buy. Champagne of beers. Miller Lite's the worst one you can get. No, probably, yeah. I, Miller no, Lite's well, bread. In my opinion, and I'm I'm sure I'm offending a billion ears right now, but Bud Light's the worst beer on the planet Earth. I, I, I disagree. Miller yeah, Lite. Miller Lite, Miller thank Lite you. Miller Lite's way worse than Bud Mike's, Light. Me and Mike are in it, man. Yeah, the mics you're are by on, yourself. The mics are on a team right now. Yeah. Bud Light will be my 1,000th point at World of Beer. <laughs> Because, because I have I have made that conscious decision to say it, it, a thousand is my you know 
in I my even, mind, it's like my last beer. It's not going to be my last beer at World of Beer, but it's it's like that's where the journey ends. And I don't it's think like you're be able to make my that first happen, my first beer Bud Light. World of Beer has a Bud Light. My fir- we do we have Bud do Light. You really? yeah, we uh, do. Uh, keep it hush hush. Uh, uh, don't say uh, that too loud. But wait, yeah, wait. we do have it. So. Uh, <laughs> So I, you, in my you get mind, judged when you buy it. It's FYI. the first. It's the first <laughs> beer. It's the first beer. It will be the last point, even though it's not my last point. But it'll be my last point on my journey to a thousand, and it is genuinely, in my opinion, the worst beer on earth. I hate it. I hate it <laughs> with we'll, a passion. We'll have, to, we'll have to go into the worst beer, you know, another time. Bud Light. Oh. <laughs> Bud Light was actually my one hundredth beer here. Was it? Yeah. Mine was Coors Light. My fiftieth was the Beard's Beard uh, for Rogue. The beard beer. Okay. Yeah, that was my favorite. What about beard envy by Red Brick? Never had it. Oh, interesting beer. So tastes like cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Jeff, you sold me. <laughs> right. You want to drink this beer that tastes like cheese? I, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Brewer's beard yeast used in the beer yeah. tastes like cheese. Don't drink <laughs> That's it. Disgusting. <laughs> so what? Uh, we kind of went off there a little beard bit. Beard cheese. It's beard, 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 beard envy. Cheese. Or he said, uh, oh, yeah, that one. I know the rogues, they used the brewer's beard yeast. Yeah, that's what they did with their oh, beard envy. Did, yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering to myself when I hear these weird things, I'm like, how is that, like, like legal? Awesome. Yeah. Like, how, like, how has the uh, FTC not come down and said, like, you can't be putting people's beards in your beer? You know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, where do they draw the line? Are we going to get, like... We're going to get, like, Big Billy's I mean, belly you, button yeast you beer cook, soon. You like. cook it. it it's, it's sterile. What, what's, what gets me is people are like, oh, my God, they put his beard in the beer. It's like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, God, no. Come on. Yeah, they actually just filter the beer through his beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get all the There's sediment out. Hairs, it's yeah. not our fault. It's, not it's bottled that way. So, well, I mean, go back to the topic. <laughs> not beard's beard or whatever. What do you guys, what do you guys, I mean, in your experiences, you know, what have breweries done right? What have they done wrong? Uh, Well, I mean, we talked about Hourglass last time, and and I told you that's a place where you go and and you get treated right and everybody's nice to you and and you just have that good point of service. Um, A lot of times getting big and and moving to a new facility is really cool. Mm -hmm. They did a great job with theirs. But there was something cool and intimate about what they used to do in that house. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think, like, maybe the right move for you is to take a second and, and kind of chill where you're at and do, you know. There's something just really cool when you go into a, a bar and it's just different. And and sometimes that's kind of what the craft beer world's about. Yeah. It's just being different. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it seems like a lot of times some of these, these smaller breweries or even bigger breweries have a very cookie cutter tap room, cookie cutter approach. They want to be a bar. They want to make everything visible, everything, you know, and like, yeah, I get that you're copying, you know, a, a thing that's worked, but Someone else's structure. sometimes yeah. it's just cooler to be way different and off the walls. You know, like I, I tell people about this bar all the time. It's not a craft beer bar. So I'm getting off topic once again, like always, but you know, I went to a bar one time in New Orleans, and it was a vampire bar, and it was built into a cave. And you walk in, and it's just loud music ricocheting off stone walls, and wow! And it's just like it was so bizarre and different that I'm literally like blown away by it. And I'm like, I, I will never go to a bar like that again. Yeah. And even though like if I go to New Orleans, I will go back to that exact bar again. Yeah. But like I'm never gonna find another bar like a that. Vampire bar, hell no. So like 
so like that's kind of where I think a lot of cool craft brewers have gone above and beyond is to make their tap room and make their point of sale for their beers different and interesting and something that resonates with you. Um, for instance, Two Henrys, who I tooted their horn last week a little bit. Like, you go into Two Henrys, they're also key and curly wine. So you walk into their tap room, and one side is a winery bar with all their wine and cider. The other side is all their craft beer. And you walk into this room, and it's almost like it's split, like a like battle of the you know wine versus beer. Yeah. And and people sit at either bar and like with their backs <laughs> yeah. to each other. Yeah. And it seems weird, but it's like really cool because you're just yeah. like you get to choose your side and then yeah, you battle, yeah. you know. Pick your side. And then like they have this outside patio with a big fountain and a in a little retention pond. But they mm. took they took what was a, re- a retention pond and made it something cool and interesting right. and like it's just like places like that that kind of flip the script on their on their image and make it a little right. bit different mm-hmm. it's just like that resonates with people that's something that's cool that like i like going to that tap room because i connect with that tap room so you're you're more on atmosphere absolutely what really sells something you with uh with the small small places growing into bigger places um a lot of the time like up in uh, up in gainesville before they moved to the new location Swamphead, yeah had a really cool location and they were always willing to like walk you through it down in orchid island like our 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 brew house is right behind the tap room, and we're able to like. There's just a it's just roped off. As long as someone's in there, they can walk you in there and show you exactly what's going on. When you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know you go to bigger breweries and it's almost like you need to schedule a tour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Whereas whereas down a smaller place, you can kind of just poke your head in and, like, and be like, hey, what's going on? And someone will, someone will be there to tell you what's going on. Right. Um. And I think that's really cool, and it's something that you kind of lose as you grow. Absolutely, you I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you get a bigger brewery, and it's like, well, now you can't just stick your head in and wander around. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, some of them that are really cool to me. Um, I mean, you walk into Tequesta, who I talked about last week. Their tap room is real small. All their brewery equipment is exactly like you said. You get to the end of the bar, and there's a rope across it, and there's their bre- where they're brewing. Everything smells like mash. It smells like all the ingredients. Yeah. You smell fresh hops in the air when you're in that building. Yeah. Um, Hourglass has glass walls up around their uh, around their brewing facility. So mm-hmm. when you're at the bar, you can look to your left and you see the tons. You see everything. Everything they're doing. Um, it's very cool. Like I mean, I went to Cigar City. Their facility is way too big to do that. You yeah. can't. You're not going to have the tap room adjacent to one of their five, you know, brewing rooms or anything like that. Um, but you take the tour and you get to see it all, and that's really cool. And you can't do that on a big level like Cigar City. Yeah. But sometimes you don't have to take that leap just yet and go into that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some breweries have done, and I've seen it done well, keep the original small tap room, keep brewing beer out of there, and then get another facility where all your kegging and bottling is done. Yeah. And they have a tap room too over there. But, yep. but the original... Staying the original. That's the and plan that's in Orchid Island. Awesome. In a couple that's years, the way to do it. In a couple of years, we're going to move into a larger facility, but we're keeping the original tap room. Yeah. We're keeping the original brew house because that's where it all started. And it's cool. And those will be our pilot batches. Yep. Instead yeah. of doing five gallon pilot batches in five years, we'll be doing 100 gallon pilot batches. You know, and that's where you, you'll just move up the ranks as far and as. And then what's really cool about doing that is now you already have your set facility where you can do your really cool one offs in small batch because you already started with small batch. You know, you started yeah. with the smaller equipment. Yep. So now, yeah, release your core brands, release everything out of your new facility. You have, you know, 100, 200 gallons. You do whatever you want big right. over there. Yeah, then yeah, you yeah. got. 
Then you got your little small stuff over at the original store where you can do all your baby. Yeah, that's my baby. That's what I want. I want to release something really cool, but I'm going to do it small, and I'm going to release it right in my tap room, right there in the same building, fresh. Just came off, you know, like just came off the line. Yeah, hook it up. Sometimes we'll be pouring pouring glasses of beer out of the bright tank. Yeah, I know Cigar City has done that when I went on their 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 tour. They're pouring right out of the can. Yeah, and we'll be like, all right, well, we gotta. We're coming back into the brew house, and you're you're filling glasses out of the bright tank. Yeah. You know what? Something else I saw that was really cool. Now that we're talking about small breweries, I actually don't even remember the name of this brewery. Um, it might have been Sunshine State Brewing, which is funny because it's in Denver, <laughs> and we're in and we're in the Sunshine State right now. But um, but they uh, it might have been them. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But they had a board up in their brewery, giant chalkboard. It had every one of their beers on tap. Day it was brewed, day it was released. So you knew exactly what you were drinking from how long it's been on. Yeah. And it was really, I, I had an Imperial Red Ale that was brewed and released the day prior to me being there. And it's wow. just like, I was just like, man, that's, that's like, I know this beer is fresh. And then you go to places like Yard House where they have like, I don't know, a hundred and something beers on tap. taps, something like that, and, yeah. And I'm wow. thinking to myself. None of these are fresh because once you get to that many taps, you're competing against yourself. Yeah. Every one of those taps many, becomes less utilized. Every night when you have that many. Right. One, two, because yeah. because you know if if you get the same volume as any other bar and you're splitting that amount of beer between 150 taps instead of 40 that taps. That beer's sitting there a while. That beer's yeah. sitting there forever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I I can taste the difference. I know that, but I'm you know I'm drinking craft beer constantly i work at a bar so you know but the people who probably don't drink craft beer all that regularly probably never taste the difference but i know i'm drinking a beer that's old and especially when you get some of the they have freaking 30 ipas on an ipa once you tap that has like a week before it starts tasting funky so you know if that ipa is sitting on there for two three weeks because it's competing with 149 other taps yeah that's you know that's a problem in itself that's, and that's the example of being too big for what you're trying to be. Right. Absolutely. You have so many taps. I mean, how many other, you know, there's a lot of bad beers in there. Uh, I mean, unless it's Bud Light or Coors Light, that's where it's going to be. Last six months. You know, yeah. The, yeah the, you won't t- be able to tell the difference. The most, <laughs> I mean, the most you can really do, unless you're doing, you know, $15,000 in sales a night or something, the most you can really do is about 40, 50 taps. Because after that, like, you should you should have a goal of blowing, you know, 10% of your tap lineup every night. Yeah. You because to, uh, if mansion? you're not, then it's going bad. Yeah. Where Man- is it? Mansion in Melbourne? No. Never heard of it they either. They have about 70 beers on tap. They have the most impressive bottle selection downstairs that I've seen in a very long time. If you ever get a chance to go out, it's called Mansion. Mansion, Mansion. In, in Melbourne? In Melbourne. Uh, they have... Vero in Melbourne. We're going. So All right. There's actually another another brewery opening up in, in Bureau as well right now. It's called Walking Tree. It's another kid that I grew up with. Um, they they're, they're more production like heavy production side, but they're working on some sours down there that are very good too. So you know you go to Bureau and it's not just it's not just working on there's, there's going to be a few breweries in the next year. It's the East Co- like I say, East Coast is popping. You can go you up know, there and, and Daytona, you know, Playa Linda. You go to a couple breweries in one town. Playa good. Now, yeah. now it's not. Now it's just like you're not making a trip for one place. You're making a trip. Florida for Beer three Company. Places. Yeah, there's a lot of solid breweries around the East Coast that yep. are really overlooked just because of they're not Tampa, they're not Miami, they're not yep. Jacksonville, they're not. But I mean, these smaller beach towns. 
in Florida. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, stuff. Jeff, you're more on. You're more on atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Mike, what are you more on for crap breweries? What do you? Atmosphere is obviously important, man. I'm not going to hang out with at a place that I, you know, I'm not. I don't feel comfortable. Right. Um, but I'm also if I don't like the beer. So you're more the, of the, the beer side. The beer is going to get me there. Okay. The What's atmosphere. Keep you there? The atmosphere yeah. is going to keep me there. Right. Uh. Because you can find good beer all over the place. Yeah. Especially all these breweries. They're making their own beer, but they're serving other people's beer as well. You know, there's Funky Buddha beer on tap at all these other microbreweries all over the state. They're, you know, they have good beer that's made by other breweries. Yeah. So you can find good beer anywhere. Yeah. Um, but if they run you out with terrible service... Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a balance. It's a really yeah. big balance yeah. that, you it's know... It's all important. You know, working in the in an industry like like in a bar industry, like you're not gonna get smiling faces every time you go in, but like, hot damn man, just control the attitude. Like, yeah. just if you're having a bad so day, that's service, fine. I can, normally beer, you can tell. I'm atmosphere. <laughs> normally you can tell us something. Like, I'm not gonna say anything to you. Oh, what having a bad day? But just don't be sarcastic about it. Like, yeah, you're work, you're you're working at a bar. Like, you should be able. Like, to I'm paying you. Swallow your, what happened yesterday and and get rid of your attitude in order to serve your customer. Yeah, They're like, gonna. I'm here to give you my money. Yeah, you know what's a cool. Don't run me out of your building. Yeah, like yeah. a cool a cool spot. It's not a, it's not a brewery, to my knowledge. They might. I know they had intentions to brew eventually, but over in Sanford, Celery City. Have you ever been to Celery City? Uh, I've been there a lot. Celery yeah. City is awesome. So amazing. And uh, I actually know Paul, the owner. I, I knew him through a different life and a different job. But uh, good good guy. Really <laughs> awesome life. guy. Uh, he actually is uh, the owner of West End. West End yeah. And West End's a great time if you ever in the area uh, and just feel like just having the time of your life. Go to West End. But um, Celery City. So, like, there is craft brewing down in Sanford. There's actually a craft brew store down in Sanford. Everybody is kind of in the craft beer world in that in that area. It's all small breweries, small bars. Everything is very small yeah. batch feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Celery City really nailed it. Nailed it. You know, you come in and it's very small, but it's yeah. very different. They have the tap handles all up, all over the walls, and they celery have celery sticks. Well, yeah, the celery sticks are the are the actual tap handles for the taps <laughs> yeah. behind the bar. So if you want to see what tap handle it is, they actually have the corresponding tap handle for each number behind you on the wall. That's a great idea. And so great idea. And then they also have a list of you know one through I think they have yeah. 30, 30, ta- 30, something uh, in the thirties. Yeah, and they have two wine taps. And um, and so you check the list, and it has you know tab one is this, and you and you just kind of reference the list. Basically, I mean, the point of sale isn't on the tap handles, and the focus is on the fact that they are using celery sticks as their tap handles. Right. And it's kind of funny, and it's just something it's different, cool. and it's cool. They have all brass It's very, it's very brass homey, faucets. too. You walk in, and everything's mm-hmm. wood. The back yep. of the tap handles, is it looks like, like brass. Yeah, brass. Everything's brass, brass behind the bar. Um, outside, they have an outdoor patio when you walk to the back, where it's all, like, you know, the beer signs and low lighting, like, like what we have here. And mm-hmm. it's very... In the middle of Sanford, man, like around and the corner yeah, from Willow Tree. Like, but it's just they have all, the yeah, they have Willow Hole Tree, which is so big in the German beer and German food world. And right literally like in the next street over, they've got this little tiny place called Celery City and it's like so different and so unique and so cool. And yeah. it's like that's the kind of place like for me that's atmosphere. I went in there in the middle of the day, they had, you know, Somebody had a dog in the building. I had my dog with me. We just had a good time. It's like right. nobody made you feel weird. Nobody made right. you feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, they didn't, you don't go into some craft beer bars and they're very pretentious about, you know, what they, what they know versus what you know. 
and sometimes I like to like mess with them a little bit and act like I don't know anything just to, see how, just to see how I get treated. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, hey, I, I don't really know that much. What can you offer me and see what they say? Just, yeah. you know, if they want to take you through craft yeah. beer, they can. If they don't, then they don't. Yeah. Um, but like Celery City, man, he's just like, he asked all the right questions. The guy was real knowledgeable. He, he instantly could tell just by my answers, like, okay, you kind of know what you're talking you know, about. Yeah. So let's get you this, you know, and I got, I ended up getting a, uh, the nib smuggler by funky Buddha. Great. Um, kind of cocoa nib, sweet brown ale. I think I'm pretty sure Porter maybe, I don't know, but fantastic beer either way. They release it once a year. Um, but he, you know, he kind of deduced what I needed and what I wanted based off of a few easy questions. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, just cause I was playing the amateur didn't mean that I didn't want a great beer. Yeah. So that's another thing that a lot of these breweries need to focus on is, is, uh, you know, an amateur doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate quality. It's just maybe he doesn't know what he wants. He's not knowledgeable yet. You know, you know? Yeah, the right people, person behind the bar. Yeah, you take that person and say, you know, what do you like in beer? What's your flavor profiles? Do you like malts? Do you like hops? Do you like this? And and kind of steer them in the right direction. You might find out that person loves 120-minute. You know, yeah. like, they might, that may be the first beer they ever had, but they might love it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a good point. I think Celery City uh, nails, you know, hits the nail on the head in terms of, of craft brewery what what it is and it's, it's a whole like if you don't know what you're looking for you walk right past it yep and one of the things that goes overlooked from people that aren't in the industry right now is that uh craft brewers are friendly to each other mm-hmm. they oh share, yeah they share they see this competition if you ask if you ask another craft brewer about this type of beer or what they did what their methods were They'll usually tell you honestly most oh, yeah. of what they did. And yeah, and then they'll try to make a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. They'll try to work collaborations. They're all about it. That's like what, something that's really cool about this industry is that people aren't trying to keep everything a secret. They're like, no. well, I figured out this really cool method of making sours. Yeah. And when someone comes up to them and asks them, they're usually they're they're very open about. Oh yeah, it's almost like it's like they want to help you, but they also want to kind of like get that method out there so that there's great beer that's not theirs you know like they want they want to have they want to try whatever you make with that method yeah. and that's see what I, that's if it's as good and, you know and if, all right so if i tell you a plus b you're gonna figure out b plus c and, and then, then maybe i'll come back. back to me mm-hmm. and i'll figure out you know a d plus e yeah you know, like <laughs> something that i didn't even think of that now i'm able to think of because you took it a step further yeah and and even the craft breweries that i've talked to don't view other craft breweries as competition huh? like oh yeah the guys over at so and so, oh yeah, they're good buddies of mine. Oh, I know. We're happy to see and another brewery opening. Yeah, Euro. every brewery, crap brewery, like head brewer, always. Oh yeah, well, I think Stanford can use more breweries. Absolutely, like, yeah. you don't see that as competition. Goes absolutely not. No. Or you know, wherever the Castleberry, whatever it is. A lot of them are doing different things too. If, like if you're specializing in IPAs and they're specializing specializing in sours or stouts or something like that. Like, yeah. It, They'll it view each com- other's competition it all at all. It's it all weird. It comes back around. People want to drink as much good beer as they can. Yeah. Uh, so it's really hard to look at it as a competition. You know? and, and to go along with that, like, when I went to Bowegan's a couple weeks ago, like, Bobby was t- almost telling me his recipe. Yeah. I was like, you don't need to say that on the show. Like, he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this, you know, I do this at this point, I do that at that point, and at the end, I, do, I get this gravity, and then I'm like, you're, you don't really need to give out your recipe for, like, I'm, that's not what I'm interested in. Like, he's like, oh, well, and, like, every brewery, they're like, they're all, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you want to? Here's here's the exact malt I use. Here's the hop I use. This is where I here's did a, it. This is where I did it. Here's yeah. the time frame I added in at this point. And like, and they're cool. they're more than willing. Oh yeah, so and so is opening cool. down the street. You know, I don't, 
I don't care. It's better for the industry. Better for the industry. Yeah, yeah there's so few very like proprietary brewing methods. A Nobody lot of even cares. Out as guys just brewing beer in their garage. Yeah. Garage basement. It's all a hobby, yeah. and so they're like, "Oh, if it grows, awesome! I have better. I have more places to go drink beer now." Well, yeah, it's, besides it's also, my own business. Yeah, <laughs> it's also <laughs> funny too. It's like, do you know how many of these brewers have come from the same brewing circles? Then yeah. ended up being brewmasters at different breweries. It's like there's a ton of stories of people who have either jumped between breweries and helped out two different breweries, or, or came and, and like you said, your buddy's opening up a brewery in, in Vero, and it's like you guys came from the same brewing circle. You yeah. probably the he's two, probably learned from you. You probably two, learned from the, him. You the, know, the, it's or, like Orchid Island and the guy who's opening Walking Tree. They went to high school together with yeah. my older brother. They started brewing beer together as a hobby. And they ended up owning two separate breweries. Yeah, and it's yeah. there's so many stories of that. It's cool. It's really I mean, cool. Stanford Brew, uh, Homebrew Shop, you know, they teach the, you know brewing classes. There's at least three or four breweries that I know that the people who started those breweries learn how to brew beer from Stanford Homebrew Shop. I love that store. I'm, I'm never, I've always walked by. I've never we walked get, in. We but. get all, we, oh, not all. We get a lot of our randling stuff from them. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, I did a randle with Dogfish at sixty minute. With white wine soaked oak chips and some fresh citra hops and some, oh, wow. uh, what else now? is it? Pineapple. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, I mean, just, so good. Just hearing that. But yeah, I mean, we no, went and we, we got our, we got our oak chips there. We got our hops there. The guy, I, I went in and was like, this is kind of my general idea of what I want to do. Guide me through it, you know? And he was giving me every suggestion. He's like, you know, I wouldn't use this hop. I'd use this hop because it's going to impart more flavor. At this, you know, in a Randall, you want everything to be imparted quickly. Right. Um, And that's that's the challenge with oak. You know, I wanted to do an oak chip, but oak doesn't impart flavor right away. And he was like, well, you know what? We'll take that oak flavor and put it in your beer quickly. Soak it in wine because you're going to get your wine that comes through, Mm. but the wine is going to have oak flavor into it. So you kind of are using the wine as a conduit to to impart flavors quickly. Right. Um, And it it was, I mean, it came out fantastic. Really great thing. And I would have never known to do that if I hadn't gone there and asked the right questions. Uh, Yeah. It's it's so mind-blowing how people... Brewers view the industry. Someone is always doing something that you didn't think of. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. There's so much outside of the box thinking. Because you can, you can do anything. You do really anything. You can do anything. Anything under the sun. Amanda's I, back. Hi, Amanda. Uh, yeah, you can take these. Like the other day, I had a, I had a beer from Tommyknocker that it was a, it was a wheat beer. That was, they used lemongrass. I've never had anything like that before. Lemongrass wheat. It was it was decent. I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but it was decent. But what I was kind of thinking of recently is uh, when when you brew something, beer and you and you use like a <laughs> a hot pellet or like a whole cone. Yeah. Could you do some type of like organic extraction? I don't know how much experience you guys have brewing beer, but no zero zilch. But like an extract, like an like an oil or like a CO two oil that you can dissolve like in your mash tun or, or in your boil kettle. Um, I'm kind of trying to. I'm sure. With it. Whenever we can get I'd a brewer like on the show, it. I think that would be a good question we can ask. You know, what would be amazing oils. is if somebody could figure out a way to put actual maple syrup in a beer, but apparently you can't do it. Just like <laughs> just, just dump a gallon of maple syrup. Yeah, but apparently it's not possible. It apparently might not dissolve. Maple, maple doesn't like maple. Something about it, it doesn't work in beer. Well, I wonder if you can treat it. Yeah, that's well. That's how you that's always get the maple. Yeah. Like yeah. maple bacon porter is a treatment, but yeah. Um, but you can't actually brew with maple syrup. And I'm like, I want somebody to figure that out, like now, <laughs> yesterday. We need to have a brewer on the show. We can ask him. 
Because that would be a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I'm brewing beer uh, next month for the uh, Deland Craft Beer Festival, okay. which I'll be. So I'll do like a fruity fruit wheat, but I want to do passion fruit, but I think it's out of season. So I have to I have to think of something else. It's hard. I mean, you, you, oh, no, you got to find someone who's been doing it for a long time. Even our head brewer right now has been doing this for about a year. So he's experimenting as he goes. Yeah. He's learning as he goes. Um, maybe a guy from like Cigar City or you know, like one of these bigger breweries that yeah. might have more experience under his belt. And, I mean, I mean, you might have to make some phone calls to other breweries too. I know, yeah, like, I know. Um, Bo Wiggins and I, they do a collab with Hourglass. I think they were doing a collab that's coming out soon. Uh, Funky Buddha did one with another brewery recently, and they're all you know teaming up together to make something different. I think that's pretty. Cigar cool. City does like thirteen of them a year with yeah. everybody from all over I, the I country. Just, I just wish they were you know make it more readily available. <laughs> I mean, they do ones with like bizarre breweries. They did one with Five Rabbit last year. It was uh, some kind of. Uh, I know the. Uh, I don't even remember. Was it Terrapin and Cigar friend. City did this? Uh, what's that pie one that everyone went ape shit over? The Southern Pecan Pie or? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, mean, I don't remember exactly, but yeah. So it was something like that, the, or the Southern. Yeah, it was Southern Pecan or. You know what Whatever you mean, it like, was, pers- I'm sure we'll get persimmon corrected. Persimmon Hollow, little Persimmon Hollow did one, one of your with, favorite breweries. We did one with Terrapin. <laughs> But you know what's funny? Like you said, he goes, you know, some people figure out things and then they, they tell another brewery about it. So Persimmon Hollow could not distribute their beer because by the time it got to the breweries, it was it was already funky. It was bad. Okay. And they figured it out that the the, uh, the particular yeast they were using uh-huh. didn't travel well. It gets, okay. in, gets in the truck, yeah. warms up, starts shaking around in the back of the truck, gets okay, out, yeah. and then next thing you know, the beer is already bad a, a few hours later. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Terrapin actually told him that. It was like you need to change your yeast, and they did. And now their beers travel well. All of a sudden, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, guess what? You just you just made your beer. You just made a competitor's beer fresh, you know. But it's like they do that. Yeah, it, it's 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 to me, it's so cool. But like one of the things I look for when I go in a, in a craft brewery specifically is their tap list. And to me, their tap list can say a lot about what they are and what they stand for. For example, I went to. A clear example. I went to Boegas. I know I talk about Boegas a lot, but I remember their tap list. Yeah, I don't bash you Very for it every time you bring it up, like Persimmon Hollow. <laughs> Listen, go Boegas and we'll talk later. <laughs> I went to Boegas, like I always, like I've been saying nonstop, and they have at the time they had five of their own beers on tap, but they have twelve taps total, and the other seven taps were nothing but Florida beers. I love that, and like to me that says a lot more about what that brewery stands for than like oh well we have you know 15 taps 10 of them are ours that i have uh, i have bud light i have yingling i have i have so on and so forth blue moon whatever right? brewery that has a mainstream beer that's in distribution yeah and, and to me like that's the one thing i look for. i mean atmosphere is important to me too but looking at breweries tap list really can say a lot about them you know like cigar city has a crap ton of beers I, th- I think all so they sell is many beers. like, and that makes you worry. Like they have so many beers, like is the quality there? Oh, I for mean, example, the cucumber saison, not pickles. a fan at all. It definitely tastes like pickles. Tastes pickles? Like, it's gar- like it tastes I like, like pickles. I give them credit for the effort yeah, and the creativity of using cucumbers. Really, really stoked on but, Rhode Island if you go down there. Make but that cucumber saison talking about right now is, is pretty much. And there's a kitchen. We got like Chef Ed up there. Makes some some killer dishes. Second class to Wob's Kitchen. 
What's that? Second class the World Beer's Kitchen. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah well, have, have you had the beer battle apple slices? No, I, ha- I have. This guy, <laughs> this guy's runs run some like serious restaurants in the past. I mean, Thomas is and, pretty. You know, has yeah. the chef experience. Went cordon bleu and yeah, makes a, a mean pretzel, man. All right, and some flatbreads and burgers. Hey, hey, go down there and check it out. He <laughs> makes our Chimay job. Burgers he and makes sliders our, and he makes our sausages. job real easy because yeah, uh, that's I mean because I we that, never man. have complaints about food except they're not being enough. Yeah, that's the only complaint we ever get. Oh, I wish there was more. That's a good complaint. Yeah, it's you a good complaint to have. Good, you have, you have funny like funny like sayings, and uh, the one earlier was my favorite. Like crab beer is like no, yeah, he's like drinking crab beer. What's crab beer like? It's like drinking out of a fire hose. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I never heard that before, but yeah. man, I love that. Yeah, you learn it, you learn that, it, man. You get just, so much so quick and hit it. Like, yeah, hit it all at once. That's a good so shirt. Much we should make that a shirt. Yeah. Craft beer is like Drink, drinking out of a fire hose, except we'll make it coming out of a keg. Yeah, that'd be cool. Got some other ones, man. So, we I just mean, made we just made a million dollars on a shirt. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm behind the bar, but yeah, yeah. To me, like a draft beer list, like if they had nothing but like Celery City, for example, has like a lot of local stuff. And when they first opened, and they had kind of like the general stuff, you know, we have some craft beer, and then we have other things. And then like a couple months in, about like six months in the opening or whatever, like they specifically mentioned, we were making more of an effort to have Florida beers. And ever since they made that effort, till you know, I don't know how long it's been, but till now, like they have a lot more. Florida beers than when they had when they opened or like yeah. Bo Boegans have nothing but Florida like their own or Funky Buddha you might get two Henry's here and there and, and, and Tomoka is the same thing I went to Tomoka we try to keep a whole bunch of Florida beer on tap yeah Wobs Hops has, has they have their beers and then they have they have uh, uh, oh my god Motor Motorworks a couple times you know they have all local stuff well, I think, I mean, I I'm, might be mistaken. I know this was a couple of years ago that I heard this, but I think we're in the the second fastest growing craft market, our state. I believe it. Second fastest I growing. I don't think we're a second in this country, but uh, I believe we're top four or five in the country as far as our craft market. Statewide. Statewide. Yeah. And um, there's no excuse not to have local stuff. You're in, you're in Florida, man. It's summer, nine yeah. months a year. I would yeah. even push 10 months lately. I it's mean, November crap, and it's 95 degrees like in November. Yeah. Degrees today. yeah. That, that's still summer to me. Um, I know last year I went out for Halloween and I was freezing my butt off. This year I thought the same thing. I was sweating. It's like 100 <laughs> degrees on Halloween. Yeah. That's crazy. And I even shaved my head thinking that would cool me down. Yeah. With that sweet haircut you got. Hey, this is a sweet haircut, all right? I wish we had video today so the viewers could all comment oh. on us. You guys don't have video? No. No. Yeah. No. This we is going to we be were, the first week. Okay. We are going to do it today, but, you know, it, it didn't work out. Where's this load up to? YouTube. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Okay. Now put on Facebook, other Facebook and, and, and Twitter. Yeah, I'll give you my card. We can, you can uh, hit out. me up and I'll, I'll send it to you. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have it up by tonight or tomorrow at the latest. But um, I mean, what are okay? So we both, uh, I guess, all agree on atmosphere is, is important. I'm more along the draft list. Jeff, you're more atmosphere. I'm all about and Mike, you're more about man. atmosphere I could, and, I and beer. It's a combination, like, but it's but not that I could care less about beer. Yeah. I obviously love beer, but. That's not what gets me back in. Um, I've gone to a ton of places that are subpar draft lineups, but there's something I like, you know, or there's something that's passable. But like, I just love being there. I, yeah. That's what I'm. That's all I'm about. You know, it's a dimension that we didn't really cover is like using the beer that you make in the kitchen. Yes, if you're making if you're making idea, your yeah. own food and you're using your beer in the dishes that you're serving. Is that's something that's really unique and it's it's really kind of cool to be like oh well this has this beer in it that we made we don't yeah. we don't have our own beer here but we yeah. do a lot of beer in the kitchen mm-hmm. everything is a beer. lot of it's everything's local too beer in the kitchen infused too. 
our beer cheese has a local brown ale. Our waffles have a Belgian golden in them. Uh, literally into the batter. Um, I mean, everything on our menu is infused with some beer here or there. Even our chicken breast is beer brine chicken breast. It's that's like, one of the really cool things. I was we out in California. Beer on everything. That's really man. good. Yeah, that's Sierra Nevada's brewery. Oh, I didn't California. go there. I wish I went. That's there. a great place, and they make their beer cheese with their torpedo IPA. Uh, they they put their beer cheese on one of their burgers. They they use their beer for everything. It's really, it's really I'm sure it saves them on costs too, instead of having to you know buy X they amount of. Buy anything from that's actually the, one of the cooler breweries I've ever been to. They have a. I hear really no good doubt they're one of the, what, I think they're number one or two, they so they must whole, be pretty good. <laughs> the whole field they have acres outside their brewery where they're growing. I think hops, they grow their own hops. hops yeah, hops, hops and weed. Here. Yep, hops and right weed. Right outside the brewery, you go park in the parking lot. And one side. I think they're green one too. Side, I think they power the their own facility. The whole parking lot's covered in solar panels. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. I think that's. I think that's the next big thing coming to craft breweries is becoming. That's a cool uh, independent like oh, that. Oh, self-sustainability is self-sustainability, really like yeah. kind of the, the push. I mean, it's it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say a hipster thing, but it's it's the hipster market. They want yeah. that, uh, They you know. Environmentally friendly, environment. going green. And, you know, the big thing. Drink PBR. The big thing, <laughs> the big thing <laughs> in Florida is. Thing, right? uh, you can't say no. Can't I'm with it. you, yeah. <laughs> They're just not a bad tall boy. You no, know? I'm not, oh, no. I, I'd order five. That, that or Bush Light. <laughs> I love you some Bush Light. But, um. <laughs> The big thing, uh, donating your grains to a local farmer or anything yeah, like that's, that's a big what thing. We do as well. Um, yep. So there is right uh, every, yeah, yeah, everybody does it. In the buckets and we have a farmer come pick it up Saturday afternoon. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so, City, I know, does that too. Have yeah. you heard? Have you heard about Funky Buddha's uh, no. new thing they're doing? So they just they just made this a, a thing with uh, with Whole Foods, I believe. So they're Floridian. Everything they donate all of their all of their um, malts to to local farmers, but mm-hmm. um, Floridian is going to be the exception they're donating that to whole foods and they're doing a collaboration bread and the bread Ooh. will be made with the floridian hot or the floridian malts wow. and We'd it's going to be in whole that. foods so We'd i'm like it'll probably be like 18 dollars a loaf but i'm going to try it <laughs> like, that's pretty get, cheap for whole foods they gotta be giving like free samples out occasionally you know you can go on that day yeah go in there and get a and then dump and it then into a the 12 dollar hair again and then go back yeah, out and then it's <laughs> Dump dump that bread into a twelve dollar cup of soup and uh, and wash yeah, it down yeah. with an eighteen dollar bottle of asparagus water. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you guys feel uh, craft breweries should always have? I know we kind of touched on like obviously good beer, a good atmosphere, but like for the example I had was how can you not have a flight? Like how can you not have flights of beer? That's, like that's mind blowing in my if opinion. You're making beer there. Like Zeta had a flight. They're very. Un- I was actually really impressed. I don't drink IPAs, but their double IPA is phenomenal. I would say, like at least, you got to have someone on staff at all times to answer questions about what you're doing there, or have your staff educated. Everybody, yeah, the be sta- educated. yeah, the staff needs to know what they're talking about. At least, at least on the bare minimum of the brewing process yeah, of the beers, they yeah. need to know. Especially if you're sitting there trying to push the beer that you're making, you, you need to be able to tell somebody how it's different. Than anything else that you have on tap. Yeah, I think it's a really big. Uh, I think flights would be the most important. Flights, yeah. I think that's, you that's have to, as a crapper. You free like, samples, definite. Yeah. yeah. Um, free stickers. I don't think a dollar for a sticker is bull. People love. I don't stickers. think it's. I don't think it's necessarily a necessity, but I think it's something that <laughs> the that small brewers can take advantage of more than anybody else. Would be a growler station. 
Yes. Okay. I think growlers, or growlers, growlers, or, or serving growlers. I think growlers are, are a huge That's thing for a small brewery. The ability to take that beer, bottle it, and sell it, and then trade trade that or bring that to party or bring that somewhere telling, and experience yeah, bottle share. I'm telling share. you guys, yeah. Darren here that I'm going to show up on like a Monday or Tuesday with a growler and I keep forgetting. We can't We can't do growlers any, here. Oh, no, no, no. I know you're not going to serve oh, it. Bring I a growler with I'm your scared. beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bring my beer. Absolutely. Don't worry about that. Come on a bottle <laughs> share. Let him taste it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, bring yeah, some that. growlers up here for you guys just so because it's not something that gets up here. Yeah, no, and that's and be, yeah, and that's the thing. So, it. so you're at a tap room, right? And and if you can't bottle your beer or it's not in distribution, and you go, unless I go to your tap room, I'm not going to try your beer. So, like, I think a growlers is is a huge thing, even if it's the small growlers, even yeah. if it's just you know, something to at least take home. Yeah, something you, know? you can take home with you, with and, the, and the let other people name on it, the logo on it, yeah. let other people see it, and then also. Growlers are kind of universally accepted. Anywhere that accepts growlers will fill up your growler. So if you have your growler with your logo on it and you walk into another brewery or another place that's selling beer, yep. they're not going to run you out of the door because it's the craft beer world and they love everybody. Yep. Yeah. But and you're going to gonna say, oh, yeah, that's my growler. You know, I got this at so-and-so. And, yeah. and it's just free advertising. It's a great way to get your beer out in the market without having to distribute. And Absolutely. and it's just it's an awesome thing all the way around. I love growlers. I think one I think of the that's biggest marketing idea. tools that that you can use is your customers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to give them a good experience and give them good beer, good product, and they will talk about it. I mean, and that's money that you don't have to spend. Yeah. On flyers, on radio like, ads, the power on, of word of mouth. Yeah. It's you gotta give huge. them a good experience and like it's huge. I went to uh, the same brewery and. They charge you like it's only a dollar, so this is whatever. But like a dollar a sticker, like, it's like I'm gonna they go should put, be free. I'm gonna put this on my car. Your Engine offsetting sticker was yeah. free. Yeah, yeah. Green, yeah well, your offsetting costs, free. and I get the business behind charging a dollar, but it's like it's a sticker. Meh. Like magnets should be a dollar. So if I go to Green Room, which I'll probably end up going again next time I'm up there, I heard Green I, Room's great. It's awesome, and I buy a, do- a dollar magnet. Guess where that magnet's going? Somewhere Either on my fridge. Or on my car, and that's I'm paying you a dollar, but yet you're getting you know it might be the 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 benefit of having your logo on the back on the side Somewhere of my car that or wherever. It would never be. It would never. My be. sticker would join me. the billion others yeah. on the back of my laptop screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or my <laughs> stickers, like my stickers, are on my trash can. I just yeah. pull all the craft brewery stickers I've been to. I don't know why I just do it. It's yeah. a cool trash can. It's the, yeah. it's a very probably awesome the coolest trash can. can. It's super cool, <laughs> but I mean. Flights, I think, is I don't, I really don't get it. That's how, huge. How I can't they, believe you even said that a, that a crap brewery doesn't have flights. They don't have flights, that and they literally had mind. 15 beers of their own. It's so easy. 15 beers of their they own and no flights. 15 beers on t- and no that's, flights. It's no, it's a no-brainer. They need to have flights up there. And I think that's, it's that's a given. You gotta have flights. 15, 15 beers on tap means I'm gonna buy three flights. Yeah. All right, one more because <laughs> yeah. I just got reminded of it because my mind went off, uh, off topic once again because I always do, but. Proper glassware. It drives me freaking yeah. nuts. I've Pour only been right to two. The, I've oh only been God. to two breweries that have not put their beers in what would be the traditional proper glassware, and it literally it drives me nuts. I don't like drinking a double IPA out of a pint. I know I'm in the minority, probably because people are like, "Oh, eight percent. That's Give awesome. Me Give me more of it." You're getting more of but it, like, yeah. I'm like, I want to drink the smaller quantity so that I can then drink another beer afterwards and not be terribly. I, I can see that. You know, messed up. I can see that. So yeah, he drink three double IPAs out of a pint. Man, and it's it, like it might not God, matter what the fourth. I hate is. that. And yeah. you know what else? Well, who's drinking I don't, out of the water hose, right? I don't want the option. <laughs> I don't want the option for the large size. Don't 
give me like, oh, for a dollar more, you get 20 ounces. I'm like, no, just give me the right glassware and then let me enjoy multiple beers across, yeah. you know, same thing with a flight, but it's like, you know, why are you trying to overpower what you're doing and try, trying to limit, you sell one beer at 16 ounces instead of when it should be in a 10 ounce or a 12 ounce snifter tulip, yeah, or, snifter, or a yeah. tulip or yeah. whatever. And it's like, you sell that one beer, that could be the equivalent of two beers. And now you're hurting yourself in sales one, yeah. but two, that person's getting too drunk. Yeah. You know? And then you have a responsibility to make, to, you know, have the safety it, of your and customers. And most, most breweries, no matter how small, do hit the glass or a thing on the head. But there, I've been to a few where I'm like, man, really? You're putting your, you're putting your 9% double IPA in a pint? It's probably the same ones that don't sell flights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Green Room had a flight. There's four, four beers for $5, which I think is a stellar deal. It's an unbelievable deal. Engine, it might have been happy. I don't know if it was regular price or happy hour prices, but Engine 15. Four beers for five dollars of the of the of the of the flights. And it was any any beer you wanted, and like that to me is a is a killer deal. Zeta was I think they had five beers for eight dollars. You know I see Zeta. I, I follow Zeta on Instagram. I've never been there, and they liked me on Instagram. And I was like I don't know who they are, but I'm gonna like them back. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I just posted a bunch of stuff about World of Beer and all this. So they found me. They liked me. Whatever. Yeah. So. I start following them back, and Instagram's I'm like, "Instagram's a jungle, man. You don't know I'm, who the hell's following." I'm you. looking like, at them, and I'm like, surprised they're posting the pictures of like every brewery in Florida. Always, they just like any brewery spotlight, all this stuff. And I'm like, "Are they a brewery? Are they a bar? I don't even know." But then they put the awesomest pictures of their food up. Their food is good. They're very Zeta. Zeta is very upscale. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, from what I got, it's like. I'm like looking at their food, and I'm like, that looks really nice. Whatever like, that is, I want to try it. They're around the <laughs> like, corner from Green Room, and those two breweries are vastly different in terms of atmosphere. Like Green Room, beach theme. They got Bob Marley playing. They got dogs and surfboards and very, like, aqua and, and, and you know, turquoise colors. You go literally around the corner, and Zeta is in, like, an end unit. They have an outdoor patio that faces a parking lot for Jacksonville Beach. And inside you walk in, and you, it looks like you're going to, like, a super fancy restaurant, like, the middle of the of the the restaurant is the bar, all the way to the back. The left is all the you know the, the fermenters, the tanks and stuff, all glass, everything labeled. And I'm the sure it's all very, beautiful, like, stainless, stainless, and perfectly super like they just nice. bought it. Yeah, everything's really clean. And you're like, what? You know, I mean, they have the kitchen in the back. And you're like, well, this is very upscale. And you go to green room, it's like, yo, bro, what's up, man? Come my bird, chair, bro. my bird would be like green room, <laughs> except like. I would have a pool and everybody would float around in floating chairs and just like that would, that'd and, be good at the green room are you listening and yeah have a, have <laughs> green room put in a pool, pool. yeah just and let like, everybody drink in those infl- not even the new kind where they're like foam and yeah. like comfy like get those An old ones pool. with the blue pontoons on the side with the cup holders <laughs> yeah. and let us all just float around and like engine 15 was like almost like a dive bar hey Ari hi how are you you want to join us all right, oh, she ran away right away <laughs> Amanda must have told her not to show up. <laughs> but, like, Engine 15 so, like, a dive bar. Like, you smell the food the minute you walk in. It's in a strip mall. Love it. Like, and then uh, Ancient City is in a warehouse off of the middle of nowhere in St. Augustine. You'd get lost if you were going to it. And that's, that's how, how that's how that used to be. That's how Twisted they're, Pine is. They're old, they're I love that. I would rather not though. go to Twisted Pine. Why? Do you drink that freaking no, Ghostface Killer? I'll drink that, but I... I Billy's Chili scarred me for life. Billy's Chili's is not a good beer. Sorry, Twisted Pine. I love Ghostface Killer, so I'm tooting you while I'm bashing it. But Billy's I mean, Chili's is awkward. Ragtime is like more or less a restaurant, but they brew on premise. They have like eight beers, but like that isn't like a brick stone building in Atlantic Beach. 
like in the middle of downtown, like all fancy, like we're in downtown Winter Park people <laughs> would go like to Atlantic Beach and like, you know, it was it was a good time. But I want to give a shout out to Green Room before before we, we we wrap it up here. I bought a pint glass from Green Room and the 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 the, the, the rim was chipped, and they're sending me a new pint glass. I just want to give them a quick shout out. All I had to do is give. As you can huh? see the the cuts on my hand from cleaning it. I sent him a, a nice polite message saying, hey, you, want, you might want to check your pint glasses because mine's was chipped. Within 10 minutes, somebody texts me back. He goes, sorry about that. We want, what can we do to make that right for you? Love I it. was like, awesome. Another pint glass is, service is right there, man. satisfactory. I'm not looking to get free a t-shirt. I'm not I just, yeah. just replace the, and I sent I sent them a picture too, like so yeah. I'm not like pulling their chain. Like, here's a picture, like, you see the chip, and like within ten minutes someone they're like, All right, what can, what can we do to make that better for him? Like, another pine glass satisfactory. Before coming here, he's like, You'll have it at your house by Saturday. It's so easy Stellar. For, it's so easy for a brewery to do something like that. Stellar. It costs them Next to nothing to send you an extra pint glass. They could have been like the other one that said, Couple "Oh well, blocks. we know it's wrong. We're gonna sell it to you anyway." Yeah. But within ten minutes, what? Yeah, but that is actually gonna be worth a lot of money someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be worth a lot of money. Well, I don't know where you guys came from. I've been living in St. Augustine for thirteen years. Like, whoa! All right. Well, I'll that's take when your you just say, "I'm sorry." Key lime, key lime, Kolsch, please. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Green Room, man. That was a class act. Class act. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. So, Jeff, as we wrap up, you have any any punches, any anything to I say? I do. Yeah, I have one thing. I have one thing to get you guys excited about. If you want to come check us out, we're doing a uh, a Sam Adams Utopias night. Um, if you don't know what Utopias is, we talked about it briefly earlier. It is more or less uh, a, a really really badass um, barley wine malt. It's actually, I mean, it's a, technically a fortified beer. Uh, 28% alcohol, one of the rarest beers you can get. Um, they make it every other year, right? Every other year, and it retails at a it retails bucks. at about 200 to 250. Yeah. So it's, it's Hot for damn. a bottle. So that's I mean, we're doing uh, we're doing a, a flight with cheese pairings for uh, three of the Sam Adams seasonals and core brands, um, and each one will be paired with a, a cheese. And then for dessert, you get a shot of the uh, of the Utopias. Which uh, on its own at two hundred and fifty dollars a bottle, you're looking at usually right around twenty five, thirty bucks for just a shot of it. Um, so we're doing the whole thing for thirty dollars. It's going to be on the fourteenth. That's awesome. And um, the the Utopias will be paired with uh, a chocolate, um, kind of like a cocoa nib chocolate. It should be a really nice event. It's going to be a lot of fun. I actually am already bought my ticket, so <laughs> I'll be there with you guys. I'm actually putting on the event, but I bought a ticket just so that I can enjoy all the beers with you. So. Um, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. That's on the 14th. Um, you can buy tickets anytime. Come in. It'll be uh, it'll be cash tickets. So come in and, and buy one with your bartender. Um, also, if you are a loyalty member, the thirty dollars will get you the flight. It'll get you the cheese, the, the, cheese, the chocolate. Yeah. It'll also get you a point for Sam Adams Utopias, which is going to be that's awesome. Probably one of the rarer points you ever get. Yeah. Um, it'll also get you a point for the Sam Adams flight. So you'll get two points. A shot of Utopias, flight, cheese, chocolate, 30 bucks. Should be a really fun night. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. That's a great deal. What's the day for that again? It's on the 14th. All right. But other than that, that's about it. Do we have the Dogfish Head event coming up too? We do. You want me to check real quick? I can get you a yeah. date for that. Uh, While well, Jeff's checking, it's the Dogfish Head 20th anniversary of one of the best crap breweries in the nation. Uh, we were having, as 
mentioned before, 20 Dogfish Head Taps, ranging from all over their catalog, beer catalog. I know I'll be here for that because Dogfish is my jam. We yeah. will be doing a, I was, I, was, I would consider an extended episode of that, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably closer to it. This is, we're about an hour and a half. That'll be a good two-hour episode. Easy. Oh, well, I'll we'll probably break it up. I'll start to ramble on when I get a few dogfish heads in. <laughs> yeah. But we will have, uh, hopefully we'll get Derek on the show. Uh, he is their. I'll text him. He'll, he'll definitely. He'll uh, Derek is their regional rep for dogfish. Might be able to get either Sam or one of his bosses on too. Yeah. So uh, Derek uh, used to work here. Uh, he's now with dogfish. So we hope to have him on the show, kind of like how we have Mike on the show as sitting in, trying all 20, hopefully dogfish head. And being sober enough to uh, drive home. <laughs> or at least have something valuable to say about the 20th <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, so that would be a, probably a very extended. I, I really want to get that, that episode up and get some people to, to come and hang out and stuff. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to, as Jeff's still looking up the date? No, if anyone's ever down in Vera Beach, you know, Orchid Island Brewery. Orchid so Island. Right on Ocean Drive, 100 yards from the beach. Orchid, Orchid Island in Vero Beach. Uh, oh, there's a sign. It's no, uh, the November 21st. Dog, Dogfish Head event is November 21st. I think that's a Friday. Saturday. I think it's a Friday or Saturday. I believe it's a Saturday. Is it a Saturday? It we'll, is we'll, a drum roll Saturday. It's a Saturday, so we'll figure that out how we're going to yeah, do that that'll out. Yeah, be, there'll be <laughs> ni- 19 drafts, one bottle being worldwide stout. Um I mean, there, there's going to be stuff that you're not going to get very often from them. Uh, I know off the top of my head, Worldwide Stout is already really rare. A lot of the Ancient series, a lot of the uh, the music series comes out once a year. We should have um, we should have the Bitches Brew, Solid Old School. We should have uh, a lot of those a lot of those really rare Dogfish Head beers on so, that night. So. Yeah, those are definitely two events coming up at World Beer UCF, which we will be participating in. Obviously, we have. Happy hour, Monday through Saturday, Jeff, 3 Monday, to 7. Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. And then reverse happy hour is uh, is Sunday through Thursday, which is 10 to close. And it's the same happy hour specials, just late night. So you get uh, $4 draft beers, um, $5 tavern fare for select items, and $6 glasses, 9-ounce pours of wine for uh, – so that's Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 or Sunday through Thursday from 10 to close. So. so that's cool. And then check Mike out on weekends, preferably Saturday, at Orchid Island in Vero Beach. He has a luxurious beard, so make sure to compliment him on that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Guys. I'll be, yeah, at, I'll be up at Orchid Island. Don't worry yeah, about we'll that. Be, we'll be up there soon. But uh, thanks again for listening in to another, the second episode of oh Behind God, the Bar. Right at an hour and 30. At, <laughs> are we? At World of Beer UCF here in Orlando, Florida, two blocks away from UCF. We'll be here next Thursday at 4.30, roughly. So feel free to sit in like Amanda and Ariana. Or if you're lucky enough to be like Mike, you can join the show. But thanks again for watching. Until next time, guys, have a good night. Have a good one, guys.